Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live, but hang on. Hold your horses just a minute, all right? We got to bring on our great, dedicated, passionate Facebook community, and then we can truly get this war room party started and we're good welcome in everybody to the annual mile high huddle war room podcast this is where we go around the table with all your favorite pod hosts to do to orchestrate a seven round denver broncos mock draft we're super stoked to have you guys with us appreciate each and every one of you we see there's a few supers questions stacking up we're going to get to all that here in just a minute we're going to get to you and our draft. But first, I just want to go around the horn, check on everybody, see how all of our great co-hosts are doing. I'll start with my partner in crime, Zach Kelberman. Zach, what's going on, man? How was your weekend? Weekend was pretty good. Um, I'm really happy the draft is days away now, and we're at our annual War Room mock draft chat. It was a lot of fun last year, and even though I feel like I'm on some weird game show right now with the different boxes, I'm excited to get going tonight. It's going to be a gas. Of course, we got our senior draft analyst, Eric Trickle. Ben with me, Ben with MHH now. Let's see, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. So this will be year eight, but then we go back even farther than that. Ben, a long time. Eric, how you doing, bro? Were you ready to get this, this party started? I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here. I love doing this every single year, and I'm just excited that the draft is just right around the corner, and everything that I've been working towards is finally coming to an end, and only to start again next for next year. Eric and Lance have submitted so many Finding Broncos scouting reports this year that I literally had to enlist the help of an additional editor by the name of Bob Morris. Bob Morris has been helping me crank those bad boys out because how much time do you have in the day? You know, you got to you gotta juggle. And so thank goodness Bob's been there to help out, and we've, we've just been getting them cranked out. So good job to you. Good job to Lance. Speaking of Lance, I'll grab Lance. And he's your co-host on Dove Valley Deep Divers. Lance, what's good, bro? Ah, just chilling, man. Excited. Uh, thanks for the shout out on all those scouting reports. Uh, hopefully get a couple more up here soon. Uh, no, sure. just, just hanging out and, and having a good time. I'm excited to do this again. We've done this now with, I think this is year three for me to do this. So excited to join everybody. It's, it, this is always a lot of fun. Nick Kendall and Carl Dumbler, the power duo of building the Broncos, starting with you, Nick. How's your weekend been, my friend? Going pretty well, just slowly but surely uh, unpacking and uh, getting everything aligned for a couple of backpacking trips. It's 
summer's right around the corner. Excited to get outside and, you know, got to get through, got to get through the draft first. Obviously, we're really excited for it to be here. But man, that last two weeks, three weeks is such a slog. It's like, oh, man, talking about it over and over again. It's, it's finally happening, folks. This 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 makes it feel real. And Carl, you can probably sense too, just in social media, our pod chats, you know, the community, there's a real kind of pre-draft fatigue from fans. They're ready for the real thing. <laughs> yeah. You start having the exact same conversations uh, every, every day now. And when you reach that kind of point, it's time for the draft to be done. All right. So here's how this is going to work, guys. So you, most of you have been with us. Well, I should say a lot of you have been with us through all of the roundtable war rooms we've done over the years. But this year's mock draft is going to be a little bit different in format. The way it's going to work, instead of allocating a specific amount of time, and then we all go around the, uh, the room and debate it, we're going to do this in kind of a pyramid fashion that is kind of a, a facsimile of how it might work out with a real football team. So you'll, we'll have the, the bottom of the pyramid submit six names when we go on the clock. They'll debate who those six names are. It'll go up the pyramid to the next section. We'll narrow that down to four, and then it goes to the final guys who make the actual call, turn in the pick. Boom, that's our pick. And we're in an, we're hopeful. This was Eric's idea, by the way, this pyramid uh, uh, mock draft, that it will create a fun flow and also allow us to still kind of debate and talk about each prospect to make sure each and every one of you are as educated and edified on the 2021 draft class as possible. We're going to have 10 minutes on the clock to make our pick for round one. And then it's going to go to seven minutes for rounds two and three. And then from there, five minutes to go through our pyramid and make these picks turn in the turn in the pick. So it's going to be a gas. And along the way, of course, we are going to get to your super chats and, and do the best we can to cover all of those stops. But before we dive in to all of that, we got to say thank you to the presenting sponsor of Mile High Huddle's entire offseason programming. And that is, of course, Manscaped. All right, listen up, gang. Here we are. It's getting warm. We're in we're in north. If you're in the northern hemisphere, sun's out, guns out, right? It's starting to, to get nice and, and warm, and you can get out there and whether it's hiking, whatever, but you got to make sure your male grooming's on point. And there's nobody better to help you get there than Manscaped, who have helped over two million men around the world, including all of us here on screen right now, elevate their male grooming set. Yeah, I want to shout out the Lawnmower 3.0 as I do almost every single week. I've used it actually earlier today to get ready for this mock draft today, this round table. And I got to tell you, the battery life still is powerful. Uh, it still has the light where I can see everything. Chad, no matter what you're doing in life, no matter where you're going, you want to uh, manscape above the belt, below the belt. It's the way to go. The Lawnmower 3.0, the whole package, Chad, the weed whacker, the toner, the conditioner, everything they give you is perfect for your male grooming needs. And I can't recommend it highly enough. That's right, guys. So head on over to manscaped.com. Use the code huddle and you're going to get 20% off plus free shipping and your boys will thank you. That's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code huddle at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code huddle. All right, guys, we are going to introduce everybody's Twitter and whatnot at the end of the show. Um, for now, we want to get to the content. Just make sure you're subscribed. And if you're liking what you're seeing here tonight, I mean, even if you disagree with us, right, or one of us or half of us or whatever, if you at least respect the effort, like this video, and even better, share it out there and help Mile High Huddle continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. 
Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. All right. Without further ado, one last thing I want to make sure everyone understands. I guess, John, we should probably grab a couple really quick, a couple supers guys um, that have come in early. And we'll start real quick, and then we'll dive into the mock. We'll start the clock. Simon up there north of the 49th parallel. We'll grab Tom, too. Wow. Uh, love you, Simon. Man. That's a very, Thank very you. generous super chat, my friend. Um, you, uh, I hope you understand how much you mean to us, and you've just really become a bona fide superstar. And I think it's about time we had you on the Huddle Up podcast, Simon. So. If that's something you'd be interested in, just DM me, right? We're connected. Shoot me a DM. We'll we'll set it up because it would be fun to get to know you a little bit. But appreciate you, Doc. He says, I'm very grateful I found this group to share my love of football and the Broncos. I've learned so much about the game from all of you and want to express to all hosts and fans how much I value this group. Can't wait for the draft. Denver Broncos for life. Eric, it's a pretty big deal, man, when you see that level of support coming from the community and just tipping their cap to, you know, just appreciating, I guess, the the work we put in. Yeah, it's def- it's definitely very uh, humbling to see that, especially with how we started out and all those years ago with what we we're making. And now we have such a big following and just very humbling. And uh, we appreciate everyone for all your guys' support. All right, one or two more, and then we're diving in. Tom El Greco, John, you still got him queued up. There he is. Another great superstar up there north of the 49th parallel in Canada, proving Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being, baby. He says, if we draft Justin Fields or Trey Lance, do you guys think the writing's on the wall for Locke, or does he get a fair shot at starting? Thanks, guys. Nick, I'll give this to you real quick. Let's keep it short, though, so we can dive in. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on what the coaching staff thinks, right? I, I think Lance and Fields, you probably have two different opinions there. Fields is probably more likely you could see Locke versus Fields, and you're not really worried as much about taking away coaches' attention to develop, where Lance, you're probably looking to bring in a veteran leader where the coaches can focus more so on uh, teaching the mechanics, the fundamentals, and bringing Lance up to speed. Um, but uh, a fair shot, you know, I don't know if Locke's going to get a fair shot if they bring in a first-round quarterback, but to be fair to that, you know, a lot of guys don't get fair shots. He had 18 no. games and uh, Broncos are picking ninth in a good quarterback draft. And if they choose to go a different direction, that's just the way it breaks. Sometimes I'll, I'll pull for him either way, but uh, that's life in the NFL. 
Bill Anderson, appreciate you, bro. He says, draft a good he's, – he's kind of pressuring us here, right? He's trying to influence our decisions in the war room. He says, draft a good linebacker, Parsons or JOK. Uh, leave the QBs alone. Let's see what Vic's defense can really look like with a great person in the middle. Very, uh, very interesting. We'll see how it shakes out. And then, John, one last one. If you have Michaela's at hand, if not, we can get it after our first round. But we really do need to get to the draft here. Uh, if not, I'm going to go ahead and get started. Okay, we'll go on. So, guys, we're gonna, Michaela, we're going to get to you, my, my friend. Hold tight. Um, but let's get this party started. So first things first, guys, I'm going to give you guys a look at the board that we're going to use here. All right, we're going to use um, – actually, one second. Let me just double-check something, make sure we're good to go. Um, let me just set this up real quick. While I do this, um, John, grab one more super, and uh, and Zach can can grab it real quick yep. here from Steven. Steven jumping in. He's a, he's, you know, he's a friend of all the podcasts on this network. We all appreciate you, Steven. Thank you so much. 999 super. He goes, Hey guys, go Broncos. Can't wait until Thursday. As everyone on this panel can agree, you know, we're all excited finally to get the draft underway, finally to learn where the Broncos are going. Isn't that right, Lance? Yeah, man. It's just, uh, again, like Carl said earlier, we're at the time now where everything is just kind of being so repetitive. You're hearing the same takes and stuff like that. I mean, I I went on Broncos country tonight the other day and threw out a take that I have uh, Justin Fields as quarterback one. So maybe going back to that Bill Anderson uh, super chat, maybe we'll, we'll look at those quarterbacks just a little bit differently, but man, I I tell you what, it just, this is Christmas. It, It really is. It's Christmas to me. It's Christmas, especially to Eric and Nick and Carl. I mean, this is what we do. This is why we do what we do and cover the Broncos in this particular way so i can't wait man last one and then we're diving in it's all set and ready to go michaela appreciate you so much my friend you really mean the world to us we only our, our only lament our only regret is that you haven't come on the show yet so one of these days you know if the stars align we look forward to that time but really really love and appreciate it she says can't wait to see who we draft grateful to have met you all in this pod hashtag blessed carl hashtag blessed indeed did we lose Carl again? I Ooh, I think we, we did. Carl. All right, so Carl. guys, hey, you're dealing with this many moving parts. You know, you might have a technical difficulty. So here's what we're going to do, Lance. In the short term, yeah. Uh, let Let's have um, Let's have Nick step into the the first uh, pyramid section with you for the for the first round. Hopefully, we'll get Carl back in time to be there for for round two. All right, but Michaela, love you so much. Appreciate you, my friend. Um, all right, so let me. Go ahead and get this. Let me show you guys what we see, and we can start the clock, all right? So I already kick-started the mock draft simulator. All right, let me blow this up a little bit so it's easy for everybody to see. The Broncos are on the clock, gang. Here's how the board has fallen. Uh, First pick, of course, Trevor Lawrence to the Jags. Number two, Zach Wilson to the Jets. Number three, Trey Lance to the Niners. Mm -hmm. Number four, Mm -hmm. Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle, to the Falcons. Number five, Penny Sewell to the Bengals. Number six, the wide receiver, Jamar Chase from LSU to the Miami Dolphins. Number seven, Devontae Smith, the wideout from Alabama to Detroit. And number eight, two Alabama wideouts back-to-back, Jalen Waddle going to Carolina. So without further ado, um, Nick and Lance, you tell me how you want me to manipulate the players available board, and then I'm going to go ahead right now and start the clock from 10. Go. 
Uh, so as I just got done saying right before we went, uh, went live, Justin Fields is my quarterback one, the Broncos have a need to go and upgrade the, at least the quarterback room. Um, Justin Fields for sure is definitely one of the guys that I want to bring into this team. Um, I thought that the Broncos are probably going to trade up for him. I, I, that would be the move that I would make. However, it's very interesting here with Kyle Pitts on the board. That guy projects to be a future hall of fame player. I mean, if nothing else, he's an all pro for multiple seasons, um, and the Broncos work well in two tight end sets. Also, I got to give a shout out here, uh, defense, especially. Um, and I, I see Micah Parsons on the board. He's not a guy that I don't necessarily like here, but either one of Patrick's hand, JC Horn, if you think that they can play in the Fangio scheme, I would go in those directions, but definitely leaning Justin Fields here. Yeah, I agree. I think we're picking three guys each, but uh, Pitts, Fields, Sertain, Parsons, Horn, and Pay. That would be the top six guys on the board right here. I think those would be the six guys I would highlight for this pick. Um, Sertain and Horn are not the best fits for this defense because uh, Fangio uses so much off coverage from the wide corner. But also we saw a couple years ago with Prince of Mukamara that if you have a press corner, Fangio can uh, change his defense and be mm-hmm. flexible. So I think Sertain and uh, Horn are both good players. I have them neck and neck. Um, and I also do have concerns about Parsons, but for this exercise, I think he should move on to the next round um, just, just to have him on there. But uh, given how much Peyton has talked about character concerns, and we all know by now what they've said about Parsons, um, I'm not sure if he would be on the Broncos board at this point. Uh, so we'll see. All right, guys, you still have 30 seconds. So the, Lance, do you concur those top six? That's who goes to the next round, uh, the next level. Yeah, I would say uh, Pitts, Fields, Sertan, Parsons, and and probably uh, actually, you know what? Uh, let's get Quiddy Pay instead of Parsons. But I, I, either one, it doesn't necessarily matter to me. All right, we'll keep it simple on this, and we'll just stick with these these six and take it to to Zach and I. Zach, I'm going to start with um, Kyle Pitts. You know, obviously, not too many people really expected or expect him to be there at nine. But nevertheless, there he is. Of course, Justin Fields, same story. Sertan, Parsons, all right? Both of us have kind of pined for Parsons at different times in the offseason as our opinions have kind of ebbed and flowed. What do you like here? Four I don't, I, what kind of draft simulation is this, though? What happened to the run on quarterbacks? I mean, why is there a run on wide receivers going back to back to back? Um, obviously, you know, it's pretty simple. I think this pick is fairly cut and dry. You don't look that gift horse in the mouth when a quarterback like Fields falls into your lap. And listen, I know I'm outnumbered here, but I am a Drew Locke fan. I would like to see him get another shot, but I have to be realistic and honest with myself. Fields is just a overall better prospect. And uh, I can't believe they're choosing between Peel, uh, Peels, Pitts, Fields, Sertan, Parsons, Horn, all these guys are on the board. It's like, you know, pick up the litter for the Broncos. But I'm not even debating this, chat. I'm running this card up to Roger Goodell on the podium in Cleveland. It's Justin Fields for me. All right, so if Eric and Nick are our GM and director of college scouting or however you want to shake it out, the four names I think we we probably could agree on submitting up the chain for final uh, analysis here. Top four on the board. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Kyle Pitts, <clears throat> as much as I would kind of cringe at the Broncos taking him in the first round, just because how much is he really going to help you this year? You still got Noah. You still got Alberto. I'm not sure about that, but he's an elite prospect. We got to put him up there and let the shot callers make the decision. So Kyle Pitts, Justin Fields. I'm going to say J.C. Horn, and then I'm going to say Micah Parsons. I like J.C. Horn more than I like Sertan. Uh, those would be my four, Zach, unless you would you would uh, bicker on Horn over Sertan. 
I mean, you could bicker, but I'm I, I'm cool with it. If you want a consensus, I'll take Horn over Sertan. But, you know, far and away, Pitts, Field is there, Parsons is there. Those are, you know, arguably the three top prospects probably on the Broncos' big boards. You really can't go wrong. But All right. So, Eric and Nick, you just got to the – we just crossed the four-minute mark is what's left. Take your pick between Pitts, Fields, Parsons, Horn. I, I, I think it's obvious, and I think that Nick and I are going to be in agreement here having talked to Nick multiple times about this very subject for over the past months, it's Justin Fields. Yeah. I mean, in this scenario, I would have been fine calling and moving up to six for Justin Fields. Um, We know quarterbacks are going to go one, two, three, but I think there are four quarterbacks in this class that would be a top 10 pick in almost any year. And uh, the Broncos, they don't know about Drew Locke right now. That doesn't mean Drew Locke cannot become the guy, but you're, you only have two years left of control. He's had injury two years in a, in a row. And the Broncos are going to have a bunch of guys are going to have to pay coming up. So if you can reset paying that quarterback clock with one of the best uh, prospects in this class, one of the best one. I mean, if you take the last five uh, classes, Justin Fields is one of the top five, four quarterbacks, in my opinion, in any of those classes. He's that talented. Multiple years uh, you've seen him playing at Ohio State. Really accurate. Pushes the ball down the field. Great tools. It's hard to overthink this. It's got to be Justin Fields here. As much as I like Kyle Pitts, he'd be a lot of fun. He's not falling this far. And I don't care. He's a tight end. I don't care. Albert O'Quaven, I'm day three pick, 12 catches in his career. I'm not looking at him and letting him be the reason why I don't take a generational player. Um, but in this scenario, it's got to be Fields. Mm-hmm. I guess the pick is in, huh? Shall we, Ben? Yeah. All right. With the ninth pick in the draft, Broncos select Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. Now, while I start resetting this clock here, I'm going to I'm going to take us off the the share screen and let's grab a couple of super chats that John has queued up and ready to go. Starting with <clears throat> great friend of all the shows, David Cromelo. Uh good to see you my friend. Really appreciate the super chat and his comment here. Uh I'll start with Carl here. Carl, he says you can't pass on Fields if he's there at 9. Yeah, I mean the the great thing is if Lock turns into something, I mean if you have these two have a true battle, well, then you've got one of the best trade pieces in all of the league. I mean, we just saw two quarterbacks that played worse than Locke get quite a bit of draft haul this past off or this offseason right now. So if you can get fields, I think it's a win-win. Either you got two great quarterbacks, you got one great quarterback, whatever it is, you've possibly got your whole quarterback situation figured out and a great trade piece. All right, real quick, um, John, uh, we got Jake King as well. Thank you for that ger- generosity, Jake. Man, you need to get on Twitter, bro. And if you are on Twitter, I'm just not aware of your handle. So hit us up in the mentions so we know how to connect the account because so often the YouTube handle might be different than the Twitter handle. So appreciate you, bro. He says, next best thing to the actual draft. Awesome job, guys. All right. So, Thank Zach, you, it sounds like Jake King is stoked. And Chris P as well. Thank you, Chris, for the super chat on Justin Fields at pick nine. I, you know, how could you not be? I mean, I saw a comment that said, Zach, I thought you liked Micah Parsons. But, you know, Parsons is a linebacker. Justin Fields is a quarterback. And in the NFL, you you got to always take that quarterback. you got to keep swinging until you hit a home run. And I'm saying that with no bias because I do support Drew Locke. But if Fields falls to nine, you're talking about maybe QB1 in this class with the knots of Lance there. You get him at nine, not having to give up any capital, not having to surrender anything. You stay put and land Justin Fields there. How could you hate that? Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site. 
out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Um, also, Call of Judy, one of my favorite handles out there. Appreciate you, bro. Shout out to the DVDDs, best pod on MHH. Shouting out Lance and Eric. Also, shout out Nick, the best host on MHH. Great Whoa. show, guys. Showing some love. <laughs> I'm out. Call of Duty. Guys. <laughs> hey, we all appreciate the support, yeah. Call of Duty. So, and I'm sure the dudes really appreciate the kind words. Yeah, man. Um, one more, and then we'll move on from Mark Langley. Good to see you, brother. Appreciate you. This is a MHH Mount Rushmore superstar. He says, what's up, everybody? Broncos country. Chad, Zach, good to see you. Hashtag huddle up pod. Hashtag DVDD. Hashtag billing the Broncos. MHH. And then, of course, tipping his cap to Mr. Producer. Y'all know him as Buona Beast, but he's Hey John to Mark Lang. All right. Appreciate you, Mark. Okay, guys, real quick, before we go into round two, let me just show everybody how round one resolved ultimately. And then we'll we'll kickstart the seven minutes for round two now that we got Carl back in the saddle, too. So here's how it shook out. We know the first nine picks, all right? Then it went Quiddy Pay to Dallas, Sertan to the Giants, Parsons to the Eagles at 12, uh, JOK, the linebacker, to the Chargers at 13, Farley, mm-hmm. Caleb wow. Farley, the corner, to Minnesota at 14. Look at that. Look who gets Kyle picks, Pitts. of course. Falls to the Patriots at 15. Uh, the edge from Georgia, Aziz Ojulari, to the Cardinals at 16. Christian Barmore, Alabama defensive tackle to the Raiders. Christian Derisaw, offensive tackle to the Dolphins. Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle to Washington. Mac Jones, indeed, here's his name called in round one, but not till the 20th pick to Chicago. J.C. Horn as well in round one to the Colts. Asante Samuel Jr., which is a little Ooh. bit of a surprise to me, considering Ooh. just some of his, um, his, his frame and whatnot, but to the Titans at 22. Tevin Jenkins, who is my emotional favorite, offensive tackle in this class to the Jets at 23. Elijah Vera Tucker, the tackle slash guard offensive lineman to the Steelers. Jalen Phillips, the edge rusher to Jacksonville. Jason Owe, also edge from Penn State to Cleveland. Rashad Bateman, wide out to Baltimore. 
Kadarius Tony wide out to the Saints. A lot of wideouts here, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rondale Moore wide out Packers, and then Edge Joseph Asai from Texas to Buffalo. Oof. Last two picks: Carlos Basham Jr. to Baltimore, and then the running back Najee Harris to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and mosey on to round two, and then we'll start the clock and let Carl and Lance kick things off here. Let's see how this bad boy shakes out. Um, we Broncos hold the 40th pick in the in the second round, right? I believe. Um, yep. And we are on the clock. So let me quickly start the clock. Here we go. Seven minutes counting down. Carl, you start off, my friend. Okay. Uh, can you, you tell me how yeah. you need me to manipulate it? Yeah, that, that's perfect. Well, I love there having Traven Morig at the top. Uh, he'd be a great fit for the Broncos, just kind of a versatile player for the secondary. Javante Williams is a little bit tempting there. Really fill out that offense, finish it off. Man, that, that would be a, a dynamic. Or ETN as well, I guess. I forgot that he's still there. Uh, but Jameen Davis, that, that's yep. that's one going to be one of my guys. I, I guess I'll have Javante Williams on there because I love what he brings. And I'll put, I'll put uh, Trayvon Morig as well. Just, again, that versatile player that can really finish off that safety group. Uh, just I, I love what he brings to the table. Could be the best safety in this class, and the Broncos need three safeties to make this defense work. And like I said, Javante Williams, versatile running back in both the run and the pass game, great player for him. Jameen Davis, maybe the most athletic linebacker in this draft, which is saying something when you're talking about <clears throat> having quite a few guys that just tested out of the charts, but Jameen Davis added to this defense, perfect fit for him. All right, Lance, who would your three guys be to submit up the chain besides Mulrig, Williams, and Davis? It's it's really hard because those are the three guys that I was looking at here as well. Uh, ETN, though, is, is very intriguing. He's not necessarily the best fit for this Pat Shermer scheme. Um, he does work well in the um, – in the inside zone. He's a pretty good receiver as well. Um, the offensive tackles here though, Jalen Mayfield is kind of intriguing. I like Eric Stokes as well. Um, pass on Nick Bolton. Keep going down here for just a second. Uh, Javon Holland. Hey, there's my guy at 54 overall, Richie Grant. That's my safety number one. And if it's, if it's between Trevon Morgan and Richie Grant, I mean, it, you can, you can kind of toss the two back and forth if you want to. Um, but to me, let's, let's go, uh, Stokes here. Let's go, um, Richie Grant and let's go with, um, yeah, Let's see here. Uh, ETN or uh, Jalen Mayfield? Uh, Jalen Mayfield. Let's let's, okay. let's get a tackle in here. Okay, so Zach, we got a pick of these six. We got Jalen Mayfield. We got Stokes, the corner from Georgia. We got Richie Grant, the safety from Central Florida. Javante <laughs> Williams, the back from North Carolina, and then Mulrig, the safety, and of course Jameen Davis. I think the the guy that you and I are yeah. probably going to latch onto here. No deliberation at all. I mean, this is a guy I'd be okay the Broncos, you know, trading down in the first round and getting getting him at this at 40 overall is just the ultimate steal. I'm turning in the draft card, Jameen Davis, linebacker. Justin Fields and Jameen Davis in one and two, Chad. I think the Broncos won the draft if that happens that way. All right, so I'm going to pick two to serve up. You pick two. So I'm going to pick Trevon Morig, and I'm going to pick uh, Jameen Davis. Pick two more to serve up to to Nick and Eric, and we still got four minutes on our clock. I'll take Javante as well and uh, go down a little bit. I'll keep going. I'll take um, you know I'll take Jabril Cox. Making well, he wasn't he wasn't selected by the bottom guys, so he's off the he's off. So it's got to be either Richie Grant. Uh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, I'll take Grant then. That's fine. All right, so guys, we got Richie Grant, 
we got Jameen Davis, we got Javante Williams, and Trevon Morig. To the top dogs, starting with you, Nick, and then to Eric. Hash it out. We got three and a half minutes. Can we see who went 33 through 39 just for the sake of it? Like, I just want to see um, who went off there because, okay, a couple guys that I might have been interested in here. Uh, Greg Newsom, he probably should go. If the Broncos traded back to 15, I would love Greg Newsom. So the fact that he went uh, first pick in the second round, good job, Jags. What a hit. Um, I also really like uh, Tryon, or Tryon yeah, with the fifth pick to the Eagles. He's another guy I would have considered there. Broncos need to start looking at that edge room uh, earlier than later. Um, it's a, it's an impending need, and you need to have horses there if you're going to compete in this division. Uh, for me, I'm leaning Davis. Uh, the Broncos need some athleticism. Uh, Davis is a really good scheme fit in this because of the athleticism he brings, but also it's the length. Right, like I know a lot of people are pining for Jeremiah Usakoromoa, but he's a little bit stubby. And uh, in this defense, with the drop zones, especially with the linebacker playing between the tackles, a lot of times you're going to need a linebacker who doesn't have to play be amazing in man coverage, but they need to be able to drop and cover space with length. Uh, Jameen Davis can do that. He's also a heat-seeking missile between the tackles. Um, and year one, you know, even if he's just kind of a rotational player and coming in as a, spe- a special teamer as well. Uh, that that's fine with me because he's a little bit raw still. He's still a little bit raw, but man, what a unique player. It gives a shot in the arm to the middle of the defense that they've needed desperately for years. He's not going to be a total solution to slowing down a Waller or a Kelsey, but man, he's going to help a heck of a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on Jameen Davis. It's just a, it's pretty easy to me. I mean, he's got, he's a first round grade for me and he's the only player that has a first round grade that of the six that, were selected in the four that were passed on to us. Um, I like Richard Grant. I like what he can bring. Same with Trevon Morig. I like what he can bring as well. But I like the safety class. I think that we'll be able to get a guy in the third or fourth round. And then Javante Williams, I, I'm very much running backs don't matter. So I'm going to look at a running back day three at the earliest. I'm going Jameen Davis here. What he can bring to this defense is with his coverage ability and his athleticism is something that they desperately need. And while he does have issues coming up against the run, I think the Broncos have the right personnel around him to ease up those concerns a little bit by being able to sustain blocks and allow him to sort through the trash and get to the ball carrier. All right. So the pick is in. It's going to be Jameen Davis to the Denver Broncos. And as the remainder of the second round unfolds, John, let's grab a couple super chats. So far we got Justin Fields at pick nine. And then we got Jameen Davis, the linebacker from Kentucky in the second round. Here is Willie, one of our great superstars. Appreciate your brother. And he says, going to need six shout-outs for John and also an appropriate Drew Locke uh, series triumvirate of emojis. But uh, real quick, I'm going to serve this over to to uh, Zach as, as John gets another super chat queued up. How are you feeling about a Fields and Jameen Davis class early on? Again, how could you hate that? Like Eric said, you know, Jameen Davis has a first-round grade, so getting him at 40 overall reminds me of the Broncos getting Cortland Sutton at 40 overall. It's just great draft value when you're staying put and not reaching, not overreacting, letting the board fall to you. I mean, that's a franchise quarterback, and it might be a 10-year starter at inside linebacker, and that's the missing link of this defense, Chad. We say it on our podcast all the time. They haven't had a dynamic inside linebacker since Danny Trevathan. They need to fix that right away. A.J. Johnson, Jameen Davis, with that defensive line, with that secondary, Vic Fangio, how did you how do you hate that at all? It's a A-plus for me so far. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. David Kilgore with a very, very generous super chat. One of our Mount Rushmore guys that, you know, he's a he's a fan of all the podcasts. I see him in the community supporting each and every show that we have here at Mile High Huddle. So much love to you, DK. He says, if Kyle Pitts is there at nine, wouldn't we be good to select him to add to Sutton and Judy? Be awesome. A three-headed monster. Thank you, guys. Love the pod. So, Carl, I'm going to throw this back to you real quick. We all ultimately passed on Pitts. He was there to take Justin Fields. I mean, he's a tough one because he is probably the one true generational talent in this draft, Uh, just even for the tight end position. I don't think there's there's been a tight end this athletic uh, that's been this good in all assets of the game since uh, I I can't even think of one. That's how good he is. I'd say he's better. He's better. Uh, He brings a lot more actual football player side to it, Mm -hmm. not just athlete. And so just, it it was tough to pass on him, but at the same time, no, no matter what other player there is, quarterback is always going to trump them. And even an average quarterback is going to be worth more than uh, any other player in the NFL. That that's not a quarterback. So to, to get a guy like, like fields and, and like I said, now you've got two eggs in the basket and you hope that one of them can turn into a star quarterback of either Fields or Locke, and you can hopefully trade the other one, or at least you have a, a cheap backup option. It's just really, you can't pass up that opportunity. All right, one more here from Corey, and then we'll get to our third round. 
Appreciate you, Corey. Make sure you connect with us on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod at Mile High Huddle, and then we'll go through all of the host uh, Twitter accounts at the end of the show. But appreciate you, man. He says Vic Fangio has yet to get a defensive pick in the first two rounds. Missed out on Devin White, passed on Devin Bush. Hoped they'd trade up for Isaiah Simmons last year. Easy pick. Micah Parsons with 11, 58, and 55. So, listen, we we didn't end up taking Micah Parsons, but, Lance, we did take Jameen Davis. So, hopefully that uh, mollifies him here. Just real quick, and then we'll dive into round three. Well, see, the biggest thing to me about uh, Jameen Davis over Micah Parsons here is, is just the the athletic ability and coverage. And Jameen Davis is a, a much better drop back in, as like a vertical drop back. He, he has a really good job of hitting his landmarks and everything in coverage. And he, he can also click and close and drive on the football. Uh, Micah Parsons is more of a vertical mover in the passing game. He can turn and run with guys, but as far as a, a zone coverage linebacker, he's not that good in coverage there. So if you're looking for a, a, a man coverage corner or linebacker that can, that can crash to the floor, Flats and, and blitz in the, in the A gaps. I would much rather go with like a Cameron Magrone in the uh, like fourth or fifth round that doesn't have the character concerns. You do have some injury concerns there, but Jameen Davis at forty that's that's a home run pick. All right, guys, let me just break down how round two fell, and then we'll dive into three. After Jameen Davis, it went Liam Eichenberg, the tackle to the Lions, the edge rusher Ronnie Perkins to the Giants, the safety Trevon Morig to the Niners, Eric Stokes, the corner to Dallas. Elijah Moore, wide out to Jacksonville. Dylan Raddins, offensive tackle to New England. Jalen Mayfield, tackle, offensive tackle to the Chargers. Jackson Carmen, offensive tackle to the Raiders. Followed by defensive lineman Levi, I'm going to botch this man, on Wuzurike. On, on that was pretty good. That was pretty on good. Wuzurike, uh, Cardinals, Travis Etienne to Miami, the running back. Wide out, Terrence Marshall to Washington. Landon Dickerson, the center, to Chicago. The safety, Javon Holland, to the Titans. The guard, Wyatt Davis, to Indianapolis. Edge rusher, Peyton Turner, to Pittsburgh. Diami Brown, to Seattle, the wideout. And then uh, Kelvin Joseph, corner, to the Rams. Aaron Robinson, corner, to Kansas City. Chaz Surratt, linebacker, to Cleveland. Kyle Trask, wow, in the second round. Quarterback goes to New Orleans. Then Javante Williams, the running back, at 29, to Buffalo. Pat Fryermuth, the tight end, Green Bay. Offensive tackle, Brady Christensen to Kansas City. And then the corner, Tyson Campbell to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So as I navigate us over into the third round here, I'm going to go ahead. And as soon as we go, uh, we see the picks being made here, we'll start the clock and get Lance and Carl discussing and picking out their three. Looks like we're on the clock. Let me just double check. All right, we're on the clock. Let me hit the old start button here. Boom. We got seven minutes, guys. You get uh, two of those minutes. Uh, Lance, let's start with you. Pick your three guys. It's easy. For very first one that I'm seeing up there, I'm not Nick Bolton because Nick Bolton is another two-down linebacker. Uh, Richie Grant, that's safety from UCF. Uh, rangy, very physical, um, solid man coverage guy. He absolutely destroyed the senior bowl. Um, love that pick there. Um, Davion Nixon is very intriguing to me here. Um, not necessarily that the Broncos need to add to their interior defensive line. Um, there's some versatility with him here. He can play the three and the five, um, get upfield. He's explosive, kind of a pass rusher kind of type. Um, Quinn Miner, 
Myers is another good one here. But really, I'm looking at number 71, Michael Carter, the running back from North Carolina. I think he fits pretty well. Decent receiver out of the backfield. Um, not necessarily the most explosive runner, but it has some good vision, um, patience as well behind the line of scrimmage. So give me uh, Richie Grant. Give me Quinn Miners, the center from Wisconsin Whitewater, and uh, Michael Carter from North Carolina. All right, Carl, who would you like to add? Well, can, can you scroll down a little bit? Let me see. Um, all right, well, I'm going to go Aleem McNeil there from North yeah. Carolina State, add to the defensive line. Uh, just very dynamic player that uh, just at times he's played out of position, and yet he still found a way to, to thrive. And this isn't a great defensive line class, but he, he's still a talent that I think if you give him a year could really develop into something. And I'm going to add Kenneth Gainwell to the list. I know Eric is, is not really wanting a running back before the day three, but I, I love what he brings to the table. I think he's a great uh, kind of match there with what the Broncos already have. And so I, I would love to have him. And then Quincy Roach, that's another one there for the edge position. Now he was kind of the, the secondary guy when it came to the, the edge group there at Miami, always kind of was number two. But to, to bring him here to Denver, I think be able to sit for a year. He was still a very dynamic player for them off the edge. I don't know how Miami had three edge guys that were so good, but but they did. And uh, all three of them deserve to go really high. So those would be my three names. All right, Zach. So it's uh, we got Roche. We got Gainwell. We got – who was the other one of yours, Carl? Actually, can I, can I change off of Gainwell? Yeah. Okay, I want to go to uh, safety there. If you scroll down just a, a little bit more, um, Jamar Johnson of Indiana. Okay. I want to add him to the list. Sorry. I, no I think problem. he adds a little bit more talent overall of what we need on the defense. Okay, so Zach, we got here's our options Jamar Johnson, the, the safety from Indiana. Um, Gainwell, no, not the game, not Gainwell, excuse me. Uh, man, I need, to, I need to write this down. Jamar Johnson, the safety. <laughs> yeah, Quincy uh, Roach. Roach and. Then his picks were Miners, Carter, and of course Richie Grant. So you start on this, Zach. Who are the who are the two? You pick two. I'll pick two. I'm taking Carter. I'm taking Richie Grant. Richie Grant again. That's a second round talent. You're getting him around later than that. I mean, he fills a perfect need in the Broncos secondary. He can play in the box a little bit. And the way George Payton spoke about Kareem Jackson bringing him back, I talked about this on KK today. He didn't talk about Kareem Jackson like he's going to be the long term starter because he's not. And I forget who said it earlier. I think it was Lance. You need three safeties in this defense. Uh, you didn't bring back Will Parks. You like to have Richard Grant, Kareem Jackson, Simmons. That's a great triumvirate, Chad. So I'm taking Carter. Who you need a running back anyway? But I'm I'm focusing my attention there on Richie Grant. All right. So there's two of them that we're going to submit up the chain. I'm going to throw in Jamar Johnson, the safety from Indiana. And oh, was the other one McNeil of yours, Lance? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go the other one for Carter or for Carl. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was Carl's. All right, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go uh, Johnson and McNeil to go with Carter and um, Richie Grant. So Nick, actually, we'll start with you, Eric. Who's who's your pick, and then Nick, and then we've got two and a half minutes. Ooh, I, I really want to say Ali McNeil. He's been one of my guys for a long part of this process. Absolutely love what he can bring. I think he's got more upside as a pass rusher than Mike Purcell does. Mike Purcell's getting up there in age, and we can be looking for somebody to replace him down the road. But that number three safety, that's the biggest one for me. And I can, I can be fine with Jamar Johnson, 
but I'm looking at Richie Grant here. Despite him being 25 years old, I think he's more reliable as a player, and he's got the higher grade for me. Yeah, I'm going to go with Richie Grant as well. Uh, the Broncos, he's a safety that can do uh, split field safety. He can come down and play the slot. He's got good ball skills. Um, I, sometimes the tackling technique can be a little bit erratic. That kind of makes me concerned with him. You know, give up some big plays. Sometimes he can be a little bit of a ball hunter uh, brought to you by Manscaped. And uh, that's not <laughs> always what you want. Um, yeah, it's the that's something you want to worry about. I also um, just shout out a couple of guys that didn't make it through that, uh, that list, but I would have had no issue. Baron Browning kicking him down the can again and double dipping there. Uh, there's some talk of him maybe doing some edge work there, but he could be a Sam in this scheme. You know, that's something that could fit there with uh, Davis playing Mike or will. Um, I also think Tommy Tremble is somebody this Broncos team apparently has some interest in. They do not have a wide tight end on the roster period. They just don't have one right now. Um, and I know they're looking. And uh, another one was a uh, Walker little. I know a couple people were like, Oh man, what are we going to do about tackle? Walker Little is not going to be here this late. I don't care. He hasn't played in two years unless medical checks come back concerning, but uh, his athleticism and actually one of the guys who, one of the few guys who has the frame to play tackle, I think he's going to go in the top 50. So if there, there was a tackle here if we were wanting to go that way. Can I interject for just a second? Cause I want Nick to actually teach some, teach some people some terminology here. What do you mean by why tight end? Um, the tight end position can be typically split into three different uh, positions. Uh, there's the wide tight end, which is the classic inline guy. That's what Nick Vinette was last year. You know, why is Nick Vinette out there? Well, he's functioning as a sixth offensive lineman in a lot of plays. And right now the Broncos don't have that guy who functions as that uh, adjacent tight end to the offensive line. The F tight end, or an easy way to remember it, I call it the flex tight end. F, it's the guy who can move around. It's the guy you're going to move out in the slot, uh, get him to get some one-on-one matchups, typically a better receiver. Um, and then you also have the H tight end, H back, can be a little bit of fullback, can do some stuff like that. But uh, typically you think about them in Y and F. A great example would be what the Patriots did, obviously. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, classic Y, inline, big guy, blocker, can get down the field, red zone weapon. And then you had Aaron Hernandez, which we'll keep the off field off there, but the movement guy, you know, a little bit smaller, but an athlete. So that's what you're looking for between your Y and your F. All right, guys, let's uh, grab a couple supers and then get to round three, or excuse me, round four. Um, Tom El Greco up in Canada. Appreciate you again, buddy. He says Baker Mayfield in his second year had 22 touchdowns and 21 picks. Uh, uh-oh, someone's phone. I think my phone. Someone muted no. up. No. Um, with a 6-10 and 10 record, got another shot in his third year, did Baker, and an extension this year. Locke deserves another shot. Good job, boys. It may shake out that way, my friend. It may shake out that way. Time will tell. Um, John, do you have Christy? There she is. The queen of MHH, top rope. Appreciate the support, my friend. Really uh, just when you're in the chat now, you know, feels like it all is right with the world. So thanks for being with us. Thank you for the support. She says, hey, my guys, so good to catch a pod and an exciting one. It is. MHH is the best. Zach, this is it would have not been a complete war room mock if, if Christy wasn't with us. That's why she's the queen, Chad. She always graces us with her presence, and we're so fortunate to have her be so supportive. And it's nice to see you, Christy. You haven't been with us for you know a little bit now, so it's nice to see you pop up in the chat. We hope you enjoy tonight. Hope the girls are doing all okay. All right, guys, I'm going to move this up because we are on our stream. We are at 43 minutes, and we got to get to uh, – well, actually, let me see something real quick. So – all right, here's here's how it shook out in the remainder of the third round. Um, where was our guy? There he is, Richie Grant. This is the last time I'm going to list the who went in the round. From from here on, here on out, we'll just see who the last few picks were on the next round. But a couple names to to mention that were were addressed by some of the hosts. 
Um, Walker Little ended up going a few picks later to the Cowboys. All right. Uh, Jabril Cox, a linebacker most of most of Ugh. our community is familiar with, went 15 in the third round to the Raiders. Roche, who who Carl mentioned, went to the Raiders. Uh, let's see. Uh, Miners, who Lance mentioned, went to Washington. Sean Wade, the corner, for what it's worth, from Ohio State, went to Chicago. Let me look here. Um, Patrick Jones, edge. We've done – Eric's published a Finding Broncos on Patrick Jones, an interesting prospect, went to Minnesota. Let me see. Baron Browning ended up going 29th in the third round to Buffalo. P. Werner. Love that. Uh, mm-hmm. to, to Baltimore, the next pick. Tommy Tremble, the tight end, to Tampa Bay. Rochelle Ooh. to the Patriots at 32. Now, let me just take a look here. Cisco to Dallas is very intriguing to me. I like that. He can play the single high. He can play in the in the uh, uh, split field safety role. Like that's uh, coming off that ACL. That's a very intriguing pick to me. All right, guys. So without further ado, I'm kicking off round uh, four. Let me reset this real quick. And let's see. We're on the clock. We are on the clock. So let me go ahead and whoops. I got. We're going to five. That's right. Let me let me back this up just one second. Countdown. Let me do five, zero, zero. Okay, guys, reminder here. We got to be much quicker in our deliberations. We only got five minutes total to make the pick. So we're going one, one, and three on the time frame, and it has started. So let me hurry and blow this up for you guys. Uh, Carl, you start on this one. If you need me to manipulate different things, you say the word. But the last few picks, real quick, uh, were. Um, Oh, got to go down here. So the last few picks were Michael Carter, Gainwell, Thomas, Brown, Jamar Johnson, sample to the Panthers. All right, so clock's going. Here's your board, my friend. All right. Uh, well, Tommy Tugai of, of uh, Ohio State would be a guy that I'd look for on that defensive line. I, I think he'd be a, a nice addition for them. Uh, Cameron McGrone, I, I know we've already taken linebacker, but double dipping, that's a guy that could really develop into something. So I'll, I'll put him on there. And and I'll I'll go I'll, I'll throw one to Justin Fields Trey Sermon I'll put him on the list and say that that's a guy that I think could really fit well with the Broncos on offense. Lance, who are your three here? Uh, so he actually took two of mine and McGrone and uh, Trey Sermon there. Uh, I do like Marvin Wilson, even though he's more of a, a plug. He could be that uh, that one three technique, maybe a zero technique as well to to kind of just eat some gaps, eat some bodies and whatnot. Dylan Moses is something that I'm not necessarily sure about. The coverage is a little bit intriguing. I'm, I'm actually going to just kind of agree with, with Carl here because we have limited time. Uh, give me McGrone and Sermon and I'll throw out. Uh, let's see here. You know what? Uh, give me Dylan Moses just to give you another option to debate guys. All right. Okay. Zach of these five, we're going to keep it to five. Uh, we got to pick uh, two each here to guy, the defensive tackle McGrone, the linebacker sermon, the running back Wilson, Moses, the linebacker, who would be your two guys to pass up the chain? I'm going McGrone and Trey Sermon, but I'm taking Sermon if it's it's my call here. That's a great pick, and pairing him again with Fields, that's a good double dip in familiarity. So that's my two, McGrone and uh, Sermon. All right, I'm going to take – I'm going to take Moses and Tugai, if that's how you pronounce his name. I always watch some of these more. Tugai. Togiai, thank you. So with that being said, guys, all right, you got uh, McGrone, Sermon, Moses, Togiai. And so, Nick, you start. You've got the two of you have two minutes and 48 seconds. Real quick, Lance, you had your hand raised. Was there another player there that you were you missed out on? Yeah, another one that I looked at uh, at number 117, Ardarius Washington, the safety out of TCU. This is a really good safety class, and that's another guy that I really like. A um, little bit small, but can play in the slot. Uh, it has, uh, yeah. 
uh, like 5'8", 190, if that. Um, but still, there's there's a lot to work with there. And again, I really like this safety class. And if you're going to double dip on linebacker, you might as well double dip on the safety because the safety depth in this team is terrible. So I'll keep it short. I'm going to lean Trey Sermon here. I know I'm very much not used premium capital on running back. Um, I like a number of these guys here, but I'm also using running backs on their rookie contract, running them into the dirt and then letting them walk. I'm not, I don't want to pay guys second contracts. So Trey Sermon, you can reset that clock. You can get a guy who's a good fit for the inside zone and uh young, young, young running back. That's, that's what you want to build around. Eric. It, it's a mixture of, Medical issues, medical issues, medical issues, defensive linemen. Um, I'll go Trey Sermon here simply because of that familiarity, but I am concerned about that knee. And word is mm-hmm. going around that he did have some red flags pop up at the medical combine mm-hmm. this year. So, Okay, the pick is in. So while the fourth round resolves really quickly, uh, let me grab John. Let's see, from Tom, Let me. we got Christian ready to go. Appreciate you, Christian. He says, what's up, guys? Good to see everyone. Just showing some love. Hashtag let them hate. Hashtag state of being. Love that, my friend. Really appreciate Mm -hmm. you. Um, Then we also got Christian. Hey, Chad and Zach. I feel like it's Parsons Fields Parsons or Fields at nine or trade back. At this point, I wouldn't be overly mad at Mac Jones. I want Fields at nine all day, baby. No trade up, though. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. State of being from Michigan. Love that, dude. Zach, he got... Fields. So hopefully, Christian, you're stoked at least on the first uh, pick in this this mock we've executed. Christian had me until he mentioned he wouldn't be overly mad with Mac Jones. I, I want nothing to do with <laughs> Mac Jones in this draft class. So uh, we'll, we'll hope Fields is the pick there instead. All right. Let me just see here, John, before we, we jump on here. We got another one that John's queuing up. Oh, no. Hold on. Let me see here. Scrolling down. Mine, mine's about to do a jump. So we'll grab DK. A different DK. Decrom, that's what we'll say. That's what we'll distinguish. Decrom, which I know you call yourself Decrom anyway. Like that's your Twitter account, if I'm not mistaken. So thank you, David. Do the Broncos seriously like Mac Jones over Trey Lance, as Palmer believes? Um, well, let me throw this real quick over to Nick. I, I know you have your ear on the ground quite low this time of year. What's your reply? Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
the Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. I hear for, for David. I think that the Broncos have Trey Lance over Mac Jones. I think the Broncos would be okay with Mac Jones being there at nine because it gives another piece that uh, maybe they could kick back on. Uh, maybe a team like the Patriots or Washington football team or the Bears can come up to nine. But uh, I would be I would be shocked based on what I've heard that if the Broncos ended up having Mac Jones over Trey Lance uh, on their big board. Shocked. Real quick, we got We got to mute that phone. Whosoever phone that is, we got to make sure that bad boy's muted. Um, Brandon. Appreciate you, buddy. Bama Broncos, okay. To all of you, thank you for all your, of your hard work, putting all of this to hard this hard work so the Mile High Huddle family or Mile High family can see this. Hey, man, we, we do appreciate the kind words, Brandon. And then one here from uh, Base Case. Does Jameen Davis start day one over someone like Jabril Cox? Davis seems really raw, Carl. Keep it short, but you reply to this, and then we'll we'll move on. I, I think he's fine. I, I think I think either of them could have an opportunity to start. The, the reality is maybe neither of them. I, I think it'd be kind of a rotation between Jewel Johnson and Davis or or Cox. Any of them, it's going to be a rotation, and just kind of depending on the situation. But uh, no, I, I think they'd be fine playing them, having them play in coverage, have them come down, rush the, the passer. Um, I, I think they'd love either of those guys, either Cox or Jabeen Davis. Okay. Um, I see there's a few other supers, but let's move on to the next round of our draft here. Um, we're going to the fifth round. All right, let me see how this bad boy is resolving, and then we'll hit the old clock. Okay, so fifth round, I'm hitting the stop clock. Let me do the share screen real quick. I uh, probably should have done that before I hit the clock, but nevertheless, we, we, we can fudge the rules just a little bit here. All right, so Lance. Your six guys, you tell me how you need me to manipulate it. And then the last few names picked were um, whoop, Patrick Johnson, James Wiggins, Trey Brown, the, the scrappy corner. So here's your here's the top of the board as it stands. Three guys. All right. So three guys. I'm, I'm looking for edge. I'm looking for an interior defensive lineman here, maybe even a cornerback. Um Honestly, Rashad Hamilcar Rashad doesn't necessarily move the move the needle for me. Um, Chauncey Golston, uh, not really. Uh, there was an interior defensive lineman up at the top there, and he's had a really bad pro day series. And Jalen Twyman at, at, from Pittsburgh, I like the explosiveness from him. I think that there's something you can work with there. Um, go back to the to the main there, Derek Barnes out of Purdue. That's more of a hybrid kind of a player. You can play on the edge. You can play the off ball a little bit. I'm not necessarily sure about him in coverage. 
Um, Sage Surratt, the wide receiver from Wake Forest, that's a guy I really like as well. And I know Eric is laughing at me because of this. Uh, but, uh, no, it, the same guys I always talk about here. Uh, give, me, give me those three. Let's go with uh, Jalen. Actually, scroll down just a little bit, Chad, if you can. Marco Wilson from Florida. No, Tamori and Terry. That's all right. Hey, Jamar Jefferson. Um, yeah, no, let's go with uh, Jalen Twyman, uh, Sage Surratt, and uh, I guess the, if I had to pick an edge here, it'd be Rashad, but I'm not necessarily the highest on it. Okay, Carl. Can you show me the offensive tackles real quick? Okay. Doyle. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd put Doyle on my list. Uh, I'd even put Alaric Jackson of Iowa. Uh, I, honestly, I think I'm going to go three offensive tackles here. I'm going to go Doyle, Jackson, and Ball. I think those three, I think this is that point where you really want to get that developmental tackle. Uh, we haven't really hit on that kind of position yet, and uh, the Broncos are going to have to get something figured out this year because you like to have at least a year of development for those guys. So those would be my three right there. Okay. So, Zach, real quick, we've got – to choose two uh, each. So there's Rashad, there's Barnes, Surratt, Doyle, Jackson, Ball, the, the last three obviously being offensive tackles. Of those, who are the two guys you like? I'm taking Twyman and Doyle, and I agree wholeheartedly with Carl here. The Broncos cannot keep waiting any longer to keep inserting the you know the duct tape and, and bandages at right tackle. You never know what's going to happen with Juwan James, and the Broncos can't trust their offensive line. And Justin Fields in this scenario, two players like Calvin Anderson, so you have to prioritize the offensive line for Munchak. Get that guy in the building. I'm going Doyle. All right, I'm going to submit up the chain of the six selected here. I'm going to I'm going to take Jackson. And just so that we have our bases covered on edge, Rashad. All right. So, guys, it's going to be Twyman, Doyle, Jackson, Rashad. Um, Eric, you go first with your guy, and then we'll serve it over to Nick. We've got a minute 48 on the clock. I just want to say thanks for not passing up Sage Surratt because I don't want a receiver <laughs> that can't separate. But uh, <laughs> going through these guys real quick, I really like Jalen Twyman, but the fact that he showed up at the medical combine at 320 pounds when he played at 280 and he's slowly getting bigger, that's a big concern for me. I'm not a big fan of Rashad. I don't care for Jackson all that much. I mean, there was a whole issue at Iowa that he played the left side because he's uncomfortable playing the right side. I don't view him as a swing tackle option. I'm going Doyle here 100%. I liked his upside. I like what he can do. I like the attitude he brings, and there's just so much that Mike Munchak can work with and develop here. O'Doyle rules. No, I'm totally in with O'Doyle <laughs> as well. Um, he, I got to see him live. Uh, he actually had a rep or uh, a good battle against the Iowa Hawkeyes, AJ Epinesa. He's a guy I think can play some good right tackle, um, big, solid mover. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he went in the top 120 picks because uh, he's actually one of the another one of the few guys that actually has the body type that can play tackle in the league. So um, I'm going to be happy to take him here. Alaric Jackson, you met, you hit on it again. I'm an Iowa homer, but Alaric Jackson. Sub 33 inch arms, um, did not do the best at the senior bowl, struggles uh, with versatility, playing both positions. Uh, yeah, been suspended at Iowa a couple times too, so I'm going to lean Doyle here. All right, so the pick is in Tommy Doyle. Are, do we have multiple picks in the fifth round this year? No, only sevens, sevens, or we have three multiple sevens. sevens. Okay, so with that said, real quick, the pick is in, and just a quick uh, reminder of what we got through the first five rounds Justin Fields. Jameen Davis, Richie Grant, Trey Sermon, Tommy Doyle. So a nice mixture of offense and defense, though, for the most part, right now, the pendulum is swinging towards offense. So before we move on to the – to, I don't know where that's coming from. 
I for a second, I'm like, is that coming from my house? It's from me. It's not. So guys, check your phones. Um, all right. So real quick, John, um, super chats that are patiently waiting. Um, we got oh, Brandon to say, that, thank you, Brandon. Look how Cushionberry fell to us in the third round. Let the players fall to you. All right. Appreciate the strategic advice there. And we, we agree. Sometimes you got to be patient. You got to let the board shape up. Uh, we've got also Anthony here. Thank you, Anthony. Um, he says, I won't be able to watch till tomorrow. Just want to drop in and say no to Micah uh, and say, Micah, excuse me, and drop in to say, Micah, you know what, Parsons. So he's advocating for Parsons. We took Fields. It was the uh, war room pick there at nine, but we had a chance at him. So uh, hope uh, hope you can live with that, my friend. And then let me see here. Crudum, good to see you, bro. Looking forward to having you on the show very, very soon. He says, just showing some love. Hashtag Broncos country. Hashtag MHH. Love you back, my friend. And then Simon again. Oh, right as I was about to click on Simon, the stream jumped. Let me see real quick. And there was Anthony. There is Crudum. There's Simon. Thank you, Simon. Appreciate you, brother. He says, guys, I'm going to crap my pants if the draft goes this well for us. So far, Zach, I would say it's been pretty fortuitous checking a lot of the boxes up to this point. It's all good, Simon. Manscaped, promo code HUDDLE, 20% off, free shipping, and take care of your crap pants uh, scenario there. But uh, I'm in agreement. I mean, you're feeling every need so far in the first five picks, minus cornerback and maybe defensive line. If it goes this way, I'll, I'd be ec- ecstatic. I would Dave. clap my feet. I would literally take my shoes off and clap my feet together for everyone if the draft fell this way. Why is that your go-to? Right, uh, That's, I'm concerned about the feet. Lance just really <laughs> wants to show his feet on stream. So uh, let's, let's continue. Everyone has their thing, you know. <laughs> uh, Dave from Georgia. Love you, bro. Appreciate you. He says, thanks to all uh, y'all for the time and work you put into all the podcasts. Let them hate. State of being Broncos country. Very sweet of you, my friend. Appreciate you. Um, all right. Let me see if there's any more we can grab real quick before we go to round six. I think we're pretty – I'll look on the back end here once we get the guys talking um, – Oh, Willie wants to wants his shout outs for uh, for John. I didn't hear six shout outs. Uh, John's shout outs. All right, ready? Shout out, John. Shout out John. 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 We did it. Is the man. All right. Shout out to John. Appreciate you. Okay. Whoop. Go ahead, John. So let me go ahead and uh, move the draft forward into the did sixth round. Again? <laughs> um clear we're at five minutes all right now let me go ahead and get the share screen going before i hit the clock this time to give everyone the maximum amount of time here all right let me build this up here okay the last few picks guys were uh elijah mitchell well garrett wallow elijah mitchell drake jackson Tay mm-hmm. gowan all right so here's how our board is setting up and with that being said Carl, pick your pick your three guys here, and you tell me how to move the board. I think we lost Carl here, so oh, did we? Um, go ahead, Lance. I, I, I think we did. So I'll, I'll give you guys six here, and I know that's not necessarily fair to Carl or to anybody else here, but yeah, I'll give you six here. Um, wide receiver Frank Darby from Arizona State is a guy that I'm kind of looking at as far as a developmental guy. You obviously have uh, Tim Patrick and uh, Cortland Sutton on one-year deals. Deshaun Hamilton probably on his way out. Um, safety Demar Hamlin from Pittsburgh. Again, the safety class is super stacked. Um, I, I like his versatility. He can play his single high, can play in the split field role come down in the box a solid tackler there as well um linebacker tony fields from west virginia i was doing some watching on him i have a scouting report coming on him here soon um 
Derek Forrest uh, from Cincinnati, another safety prospect here. Um, I like, I love the range. I really do like the range. Not the necessarily the best tackler, but he can move all over the place. He can slide down in the box as well. Um, scroll down just a little bit. Jonathan Cooper, the edge from Ohio State. This is another edge pick that I like here. Um, kind of versatile a little bit. I, I think he's more seven tech than true a wide nine kind of a guy, but that's another guy that I would be looking at here. Um, and then a couple of cornerbacks here, Elijah Griffin or Diamondor Lenore. Uh, Elijah Griffin from USC. Um, Diamondor Lenore would be a better fit in my uh, particular estimation. I think that he would be um, – he, he can play in, uh, in press. He has some good length. Um, there's some twitchiness issues with him. But, uh, yeah, that's that's at least a handful of names for you guys to take a look at. Why do you hate Zach- pass rushers, Lance? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. So here's our options, Zach. You pick two. Lenore, the corner. Uh, then he picked Cooper, all right, yeah, uh, the edge from Ohio State. And then he got Forrest, the safety. Um, another Fields, not to be confused, all right, Tony Fields, the linebacker from West Virginia. And then it was Hamlin and Darby. Hamlin, of course, being the safety and Darby the wideout. So of your two, who are you submitting up the chain? Lenore and Cooper. Okay. Lenore, Cooper, I'm going to go ahead and say – and I like Forrest after reading up on his stuff and watching only a couple a couple cut-ups on him. But I'm going to say Forrest and Darby just to uh, give you guys mm-hmm. some options here. All right, Forrest, Darby. Uh, Nick, go ahead. I'm going to lean Cooper. Uh, he impressed me at the Senior Bowl. I would have also thrown in Chauncey Golson here. Um, you're, with, how, with how teams play the sub these days, you need versatile pass rushers that can play edge. Um, so I think that could fit as well. I know Eric's sitting there. He's he's a little bit upset that Hamlin wasn't a choice here for him, but that's okay, Eric. We're gonna we're gonna get through this. But I'm gonna lean Cooper. I think he's a guy really high recruit. Um, you see explosiveness. You see some heavy hands, and uh, the Broncos need to invest some depth at edge right now because Von Miller going to be 33 years old this year. Uh, Malik Reed, undrafted free agent. He's played admirably, but not a guy that I think is a somebody you want starting. And Bradley Chubb's about to get paid, so they need to look in an investment at the uh, edge rusher position. Eric, we still have two minutes, but who who do you like? I want Hamlin, man. Oh, <laughs> it's actually a good thing Hamlin probably didn't get passed up because it'd actually probably be an argument between Nick and I. But uh, without Hamlin there, you definitely have to look at edge. I'm not a big fan of this edge depth. I'm not a big fan of how the future of this edge class is look or the edge group is looking when Denver. Bob Miller, one-year deal. Malik Reed, one-year deal. Fifth-year option coming up on Bradley Chubb. It's not the best situation, really. I'm going Cooper here. I would have liked to see Golson go up as well. I probably would have preferred him, but it's me too. It's Cooper. All right. So as the remainder of the sixth round comes to a close here, I'll let this finish up. And then seventh round, we're going to have to really kind of Bryson. Good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. Uh, Rapid fire through the remainders here. Um, We did get Crudum. Let me just real quick, John, let me check the back end and see if we missed anybody. In a, and that we can get to here in a timely manner while we're waiting for the seventh round to get queued up. Um, looks like we need – no, looks like right now we're well caught up. So with that being said, guys, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and jump into the seventh round. And the Broncos, uh, whoop, they hold three picks. So I think we're on the clock. Let me double-check this here. There we go. Round summary. Oh, I still need to. I still need to jump forward. All right, here we go. Next round. All right. As it's starting to shape up here, Lance, you can kind of watch how the board is resolving. Um, 
And then as soon as we go on the clock and we're on the clock. All right, let me start the clock. All right, five minutes to go. You tell me what you like here. Uh, Man, not a whole lot. Quite honestly, Noah Gray, the tight end from Duke, I think that there's some wide versatility. He's not necessarily the greatest blocker, but you can put him in there. Um, to Quan Graham, the defensive lineman from Texas. Um, let's build up some of that wide receiver depth, as I was talking about earlier with Frank Darby. I mean, you've got uh, um, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Deshaun Hamilton. They're probably not going to be on this team very much longer, at least two of them for sure. I mean, Cortland Sutton's probably going to get brought in. Um, pass over edge Wyatt Hubert. I'm not a fan there. Um, go ahead and scroll down a little bit if you can. Uh, Cole Van Lannon, an offensive tackle developmental prospect. I think that I would be okay with that. Um, you don't need to look at Felipe Franks because I just know. Uh, let's see here. I like Robert Jones. I don't know if you've seen him from Middle Tennessee, but he, I haven't yet. No, so uh, he's pretty I'm, good. I'm just uh, Marlon Williams from Central Florida. That's another one I like. Uh, Tariq Thompson from San Diego State as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Wap Fillier from Indiana. There's there's a versatile wide receiver there for you. you. Can play in the slot, can play on the outside. A little bit of deep threat ability to him. Nice nice route runner. Uh, inconsistent hands though. Uh, I think he had some drop issues if I if I remember correctly. So, okay. <clears throat> am, I, am I wrong on that, guys? On Wap Fillier with the inconsistent hands there. You have inconsistent hands. Yeah. Draft yeah, guys? yeah. 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 All right. His hands, aren't, his hands aren't super consistent. They're better than uh, KJ Hamler's, though. <laughs> All right. So here's the six that he submitted. Zach, you pick your two. I'll pick my two. Gray, the tight end. Graham, the defensive lineman. Ben Lannon, the offensive tackle. Williams, the wide receiver. Thompson, the safety. Fillier, the wide receiver. Who do you like? Oh, man. Scroll up for a second just to see the names. You go first, Chad. I don't want to pick the same players right. as you. What do you got? Oh, so here, so our options here: Gray Graham, Van Lannan, Williams. I'm going to go with Thompson. The safety is one of mine, um, and I'm going to go with. Um, we got offensive tackle. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to go with Fillier, the wideout. So I'm going I'm going Thompson Fillier. Uh, as my two submissions from these six. And then you still got Williams, the wideout, Van Lannan, the tackle, Graham, the D-lineman, Gray, the tight end. I'll go Gray and Van Lannan. Change it up a little bit. All right. Eric, you start here. Fillier, Thompson, Gray, Van Lannan. Who do you like? Um, I'm going. I'm just not even going to look at uh, Gray. He's a former quarterback that he just doesn't have anything down to be a, a tight end. Nothing with blocking there. At most, he's a He's your number three tight end. That's a receiver only. Um, Van Landen, he's all right, kind of stubby. I question his kick slide and be able to keep, uh, sustain his speed outside and uh, handle speed on the edge. Um, I like Thompson, but I think here I'm going Fillier. I'm going with the depth at wide receiver, a guy who brings you some good versatility. The hands, yes, they're inconsistent, but uh, I think that he brings enough play, big play ability just to add another playmaker to the offense. Nick, I was leaning Thompson just for the more special teams ability. Uh, I think he's a pretty good player there and can offer that. But uh, I'm not. It's a seventh round pick. I'm not going to push too hard. So, and also WAP is a plus name. I mean, so let's go with WAP. Okay, we'll probably be there with the next pick too. Yeah, and I think we should look at some of these positions down the board too because some guys might slide. Like we still need cornerback would be a nice place to get a body. Yeah, Uh, maybe another linebacker. So sometimes the big board it lies if you don't look at the actual positions. And that's very true, Nick, and I, I need to do a better job about that. Okay, here we go. We're on the clock again. Um, let me reset. 
Let me reset here. Clear. Start. Five minutes to go. Lance, by all means, you tell me how to uh, to navigate here. Uh, show me the cornerback players really fast. So we got Bryce Thompson, Brian Mills, oh, Trey Norwood, Gene Charles, uh, 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 Shamar, Gene Charles. And Nick is Nick is trying to uh, uh, what, what's that word? Butter up, butter up the scouting staff here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Shamar, Gene Charles from Appalachian State. I haven't seen him yet, so uh, we'll we'll throw him in there. Uh, let, let's see the uh, let's see the linebacker, the linebackers you got here. Patty Fisher from North Northwestern, eh, banger. Grant Stewart from Houston, that's a nine male like uh, Riley Cole from South Alabama as well. There's some coverage ability there. Um, what about the edge class? What edge? What edge rushers do we have here still available? Uh, Darius Hodge from Marshall, Carlo Kemp from Michigan, Jamar Watson from Kentucky. Uh, not necessarily sure, guys. Uh, I only got one name so far: Gene Charles. It, yeah, Shamar Jean Charles. Let's throw that one out there. Throw uh, to Quan Graham, that defensive lineman from Texas. Outside of that, I'm pretty well drawn a blank here, guys. All right. Um, well, let's go up the chain of command. Eric, Nick, make any suggestions that we can uh, that that Zach and I can analyze here. Richard Wild Goose, another defensive back. He's a guy very versatile. I like his fit in the scheme. He did a lot of zone work at Wisconsin. He can play safety. He can drop down to the nickel. And you're, I think he's a guy who's probably going to be more safety in the NFL. And uh, you're still – the depth at safety is still kind of bad. So I would want to look there. Avery Williams is another mm, yes. small small safety. But his special teams play was exceptional. And that's going to be how he carves out a role in the NFL. I, I mean, I'm looking I'm looking at Gene Charles right now. Uh, he was one of the top players. He's a little bit small, but I think he's a phenomenal fit for this Fangio defense. He can do a little bit of inside-outside stuff with the off-ball coverage. Uh, he's got good ball skills. Um, the fact that he is the 273rd player ranked, I think it's just because people haven't seen him. Uh, a lot of consensus, but this is a consensus board we're looking at. I think he's going to go in the top 200. Um, and then I I'm this a little bit down the line, but uh, Avery Williamson, I, I think he'll be there at their last pick as well. Seventh round, what are the odds of this guy hitting? Not very high. Like, let's be honest, not very high. If you can get a special teams ace here, this team needs it. Todd, Todd McMahon, I, I can't stand it anymore. This guy needs some help. Um, so Gene, I'd lean Gene Charles here, but then I'd be looking well uh, Williams later. So, Zach, should we just pass it up the board to the guys? Gene Charles here with the second of three seventh-round picks. I want to take him because the Broncos would be the only team with two Shamars on their team. So <laughs> it would fill a big need and be pretty cool at the same time. So Eric, Nick? Shamar will take John Charles. Yeah, that's fine. That's with my me. pick. All right. So now we move on to the final selection in this class as the simulator runs. And the Denver Broncos, let me re- just restart the clock. Just keep us honest here. And it's still moving, baby. We're on the clock. All right. Let me go ahead and start it. All right. Lance, last swing at the plate. Uh, here's your top rated guys. And again, we can kind of do it. So Wild Goose is there again. Um, Williams hey, is there again? Are you on? Are you on all? Or are you just straight on cornerbacks here? Uh, oh, that's right. Um, here's all. Uh, interior offensive lineman Jimmy Morrissey seems to be an all right pick there. Um, 
I'm still kind of thinking, you know what, Avery Williamson is – or Avery Williams from Boise State, that's another one I really like there. Um, Taquan Graham, another another interior defensive lineman. He's more of a, like, stack, stack and shed kind of a player. He's not really a true penetrator. Um, and as Eric had said earlier when I was talking about uh, – um, Jalen Twyman um, or Lee McNeil, for that matter. That's a guy that you want to have as like a replacement for a, a Mike Purcell. It, so let's go with uh, let's go with uh, Taquan Graham, Jimmy Morrissey, um, Malik Herring, the defensive lineman from Georgia, um, Avery Williamson, and Richard Wild Goose. All right, so Zach, we got Wild Goose, we got Herring, the <sighs> defensive lineman, Graham, defensive lineman, Avery Williams, the corner slash DB. And then Morrissey, the interior offensive lineman. Um, I'll, I'll just say real quick, I'm going to throw in there uh, Wild Goose, and I'm going to throw in there Williams. Yeah, I'll say Graham, and I'll say uh, – was Morrissey on there? You said yeah. Morrissey's on there. I'll go Graham and Morrissey, even though I wanted Avery Williams. So, Okay, so we got Williams, Morrissey, Wild Goose, Graham. Um, Nick, you start. we got three minutes to make the last pick. Um, I think Williams is the way to go here. I like Wild Goose as a name, but I think he's more of a man corner, uh, ideally, in <laughs> yeah. nickel. Um, Williams can do that. I, I do want to give a shout-out to Robert Jones, uh, Middle Tennessee State uh, offensive tackle. We didn't get him down here, but I think he's going to be a guard at the next level. He was really impressive at the Senior Bowl, super strong. He's a good scheme fit as well. And I think, let me see, Dane Brugler has a rating it as a fourth-round prospect, so to get him in the seventh this late would be stupid um but uh in for this scenario i think uh, we haven't touched cornerback until the seventh round we need depth there anyway young bodies and uh williams can really right raise the floor of the special teams room eric um i would prefer wild goose i think he did a lot he did a lot hmm. more in zone at wisconsin and he did well there i think he offers up a lot more versatility on defense and he offers up the ability on special teams as well but first if you just want to go for the peer special teams player williams would be the guy all right, so I'll do the tiebreaker then here. And just by virtue of the name, I'm going Wild Goose. Right? <laughs> we're going to chase the Wild Goose here, okay? all right? Uh, Rashad Wild Goose, we're drafting him. So here's what I want to do to end this, this draft, okay? I want to go around the table and just get everyone – I'm going to read off the entire class, and then I want to go around the table, and everybody, since we're at an hour 14, just very quickly – you know, give your thoughts overall on this class the Broncos brought in in the mock, how it would maybe affect things, the outlook, short and long. And I'll start with my partner in crime, Zach Kelberman. Real quick, Zach, we got Justin Fields here. Um, we got Jameen Davis. We got Richie Grant, Trey Sermon, the running back, Tommy Doyle, the tackle, Jonathan Cooper, the edge. Wap, well, I mean, we got some great names in this class, all right? <laughs> Wap Fillier, the wideout. Uh, Shamar Jean Charles, the corner, and then Rashad Wild Goose, the corner. So, how are you feeling about this class? I'm feeling great. I mean, you're getting Justin Fields. You're getting talent around, you know, late, Chad, in, in terms of a, a good way, in terms of a steal. I mean, Justin Fields, a top five pick. Jameen Davis is a borderline first round prospect. Grant's a borderline second round prospect. I give this an A. My only gripe is I wouldn't wait so long to address cornerback. I think that's more of a pressing need than a lot of Broncos fans realize. I wouldn't have maybe leaned toward receiver. I think they're well stocked there, but how could you really hate this? Look at those five or six picks, Chad. I mean, to me, it's an it's a home run draft. All right, um, Carl's not going to be able to rejoin us, but uh, let me just throw it over to Lance. Your thoughts on this class, kind of quickly and a great. 
Well, let's see here. You've got quarterback one, in my opinion. You've got safety one, in my opinion. You've got linebacker three, in my opinion. So right there, your first three picks are home runs for where you're at with the value. Uh, Trey Sermon, I like a lot. Tommy Doyle, there's some versatility with him. And then just fill out the rest of the team. you got some some edge depth there. Watt Fillier, I mean, he can bring another added dynamic to this offense. Um I'm not sure about those uh, those two cornerbacks towards the end, but I mean, if they're going to play some special teams and be able to upgrade the depth to this, then I mean, why not? Getting getting the quarterback though, that's the biggest thing. You have to get the quarterback. I love this roster, and if you get, can get the quarterback that can upgrade this offense and take it to the next level, this draft's an A, plain and simple. All right, Nick, your thoughts and grade. I mean, getting Justin Fields at nine, that's after that, it doesn't really matter. I guess the only thing I will be, I don't want to just sit here and pat ourselves on the back. Um, but those early, the day two picks and the early day three pick uh, really did not hit on positions of value as far as edge and cornerback and offensive tackle. Obviously, we still got Tommy Doyle, um, but that's something to consider looking down the tracks. I mean, you have a lot of uh, impending free agents, cornerback, edge rusher, uh, Juwan James and offensive tackle. Those are going to be concerns next year. But because the Broncos didn't trade up for Justin Fields, it's not as much of a concern. You still have capital to attack that. But uh, you fill out these needs. It's just I'm, you know, guy, you guys know I'm very much. Uh, dictating by position of value guys i just realized i think when i was talking about someone shut off your phone were any of you hearing that no not really i now know what it was it was when the stop we never got we never time never ran out on our stop clock and so when the stop clock would actually run out in this other tab it would send out this really (laughs) shrill phone call sound so that's what i was hearing so my apologies to uh, (laughs) you know throwing shade at you guys for not being pros and on point all right eric last one here your thoughts and grade on on the hall we brought in then we'll get out of here i mean you you get your quarterback of the future and justin fields without having to trade out for him that's such a big boost um jameen davis richie grant those are guys that i have graded around earlier jameen davis he's a late first round for me got him early second richie grant he's a mid second we got him early third uh the only pick that I would complain about the most is Trey Sermon. I mean, taking a fourth-round pick on a running back is not ideal, especially when he has knee injuries and knee concerns coming up. And then seeing Trey Hill fall to the second round, I would much rather look at corner or offensive tackle there at that fourth-round pick. But uh, can't complain with how things turned out. I like how the those seventh-round picks, I think those are good good options to take a bet on and especially take that risk with such a late pick. And they offer up special teams value with Watt being able to be a punt returner as well. So just got a lot of good value and just turned out pretty well. So I'd give it probably a B plus. You know, we took the quarterback uh, in the first round and I don't love the idea because of what it means for turning the page. I'm not, I'm just not convinced yet that that's the right path, but that was the ultimate decision of, of our mock front office. So we live with it. And I still think if you remove Drew Locke from this equation, you would have to be super stoked to get Justin Fields on this roster, phenomenal young quarterback, tons of upside. You know, he could go on to do great things for the Denver Broncos. So all in, I'm giving this an A minus draft for myself. A lot of short-term value, a lot of long-term value as far as checking some boxes. So we hope you guys enjoyed this mock. Philip, thank you for that super chat at the end, my friend. Really means a lot to us. He says, this is fun. You guys do a great job with this every year. Really appreciate you, Philip. Um, Before we dip on out, though, I do want to make sure everyone knows how to connect with us. Um, Let me take this off. Does it show? There we go. It's hard to see how small it is, so I'm going to read it off. Uh, Yes, we're going to be streaming on Thursday night. We're going to stream live for all rounds of the draft. So get your popcorn ready. Get your favorite uh, beverage in Thursday night. 
I want to say it kicks off at six mountain time. Uh, and if I'm pretty sure it does and Friday, it'll be a little bit earlier. We'll be going live. So check your local listings for when the draft starts each day. We're going to be going live doing an MHH, uh, basically a draft watch party. It's going to be fun where we're breaking down things as it unfolds in real time, you know, analyzing the picks, grading things. Kathy, thank you so much. Appreciate the super chat. My friend, she says, let's do it again on Thursday and we shall. So with that, uh, John, uh, let me go ahead and get everything off the screen. Guys, follow Nick Kendall on Twitter, at Nick Kendall, MHH. Follow Lance Sanderson on Twitter, at Sanderson, MHH. Follow Eric Trickle on Twitter, at Eric Trickle. My partner, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL. Carl Dumler, all right, who had some technical difficulties. He texted me. He was unable to resolve them. On Twitter, at Carl Dumler, MHH. Myself, at Chad and Jensen. And lest we incur the wrath of our community, John K. You know him as Bonabeast on Twitter, at John K, MHH. Appreciate you, John. Uh, and with that, guys, we got to get out of here. So, guys, great job. That was a lot of fun. I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest with you. This was a more fun, engaging format to me than the way mm-hmm. we've done it in years past. So, kudos to Eric for coming up with this idea, yep. man. Thanks. It was uh, just reading a book about it and talking about the uh, – he's now the vice president or president of something with the Atlanta Falcons, and it's basically trunctuating a – the whole draft process over the year of how teams narrow down their boards into just a single show on a single night and for a mock draft. Very fun. All right, guys, we'll see you tomorrow night for the huddle up podcast. Myself and Zach Kelberman returning at our usual time, 6 PM mountain, 7 PM central, 8 PM Eastern till then have a great tomorrow night. Morning. Zach, tomorrow morning. Zach, that's right. Thank you, Nick. Goodness gracious. I don't know what it is. I got to get this, this corner of my brain fixed so I can plug Broncos for breakfast. Now, look, the last couple of weeks since we started the show, Broncos for breakfast, our new drive time show, has been kicking off at 8 a.m. Tuesdays, Thursdays, local time, 8 a.m. Mountain, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern. But we're going to be going live every morning this week since it is draft week. So, guys, on your drive in, you know, making your commute into work or to school, whatever you're up to, tune in to MHH with Broncos for breakfast, which includes, of course, Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. So, without Further ado, without anything else, Zach, sign us on out of here, and uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow night. Well, first of all, great job, guys. It was really a lot of fun. Great job, Eric, with the format. I really enjoyed it this year. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you for all the support. You guys always go above and beyond when we have these kind of shows. We will see me and Chad. We will see you guys tomorrow. Like he said, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, 
the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.